A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online. So any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. COVID-19 patients need your help. If you've fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot org. Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds, and while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The glass noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. On episode 9 of Confessions of a Marketer, we're talking the sales and marketing relationship. Mark Reed Edwards back with Confessions of a Marketer. I've got my friend Morris Porter on today's episode. He's a great sales leader, and we're chatting about the often fraught sales marketing relationship. Brief program note, we've got one more episode to go this calendar year. We're talking with Chuck Tanowitz. Chuck's been a journalist, ran his own agency, and is now helming the N-Squared Innovation District in Newton and Needham, Massachusetts. We'll talk about PR and the new innovation district trend, and maybe a few other things. So stay tuned for that. After episode 10, we'll take a break until the new year, but we'll come roaring back with some great subjects. On to today's chat. Morris Porter and I worked together in the early 2000s at a dot-com company that was undergoing a massive business model shift. He was running sales and I was in marketing. Through all the hard work, hair pulling, and sleepless nights, Morris was cool as a cucumber. So when I wanted to talk about the sales marketing relationship, he's the one person who came to mind. He's also worked at Cisco and Citrix and is currently VP of Sales for Alpha Software. Let's get to the discussion. Morris Porter, it's great to have you here on Confessions of a Marketer. Welcome. Mark, thank you so much for having me as a guest. I'm, I'm honored. So marketing and sales are often not aligned. Why do you think that is? That's a good question. I think one of the challenges around alignment is potentially conflicting objectives. Right. Sometimes marketing has very different objectives in comparison to sales. One example might be marketing is being graded on the volume of lead flow, while, of course, sales is being judged on bookings and conversion rate. Yep. So I think sometimes that, that breeds, I've been in situations where that's kind of bred some, uh, you know, some distrust and some resentment. So with that in mind, how do you approach your relationship with marketing to make it work? So good question as well. I think when I look at a new opportunity, one of the things I look at is 
after getting past the CEO and, and the president, which are clearly important parts of the interview process, I always look to see who's running marketing. Because as a sales leader, that's a make it or break it relationship that has to be good, in my opinion, for both the marketer and the salesperson to be successful. I look at it as a partnership. I sort of take on the approach that sales should focus on sales with, you know, a minor in marketing and marketing should focus on marketing with a minor in sales, you know, so that everybody's kind of in the same boat. And, you know, the philosophy I've always followed in general is everyone's in sales at a company, not just marketing. But I do think having a mutual understanding of each other's objectives and challenges makes it easier for there to be an honest and open relationship. And and I think being candid is also key to having that relationship work well. The ultimate goal is to sell a product or service. Sure. For everyone, right? Yeah. Um, No, for everyone. Absolutely. What do you expect from marketing as a sales leader, you know, both strategically and tactically? What kind of support do you expect and how do you expect them to deliver it? Great question. I expect very big delivery, high delivery. Uh, (laughs) So, all kidding aside, I think the first part is we need to have a we are in this together kind of approach, which I find is most productive. I also think an open mind and a willingness to test new ideas, you know, sort of have that uh, circle of trust kind of approach where we can, you know, I know in my relationship with, uh, with the VP of marketing here at Alpha Software, we have a no bullying zone. I mean, I'll throw out some stupid, crazy idea. And the head of marketing will do the same thing. And if it works out well, great. If it doesn't work out well, we hope that it fails quickly. In terms of other expectations of marketing, I think that sales and marketing have to work together to understand who is the ideal customer profile for the product or service. I do expect marketing before sales gets online will have done some of that heavy lifting to figure it out or at least to hypothesize it. And then I think it is the responsibility of sales to pressure test those hypotheses once they come on board and they start they start grinding through and, and selling the product or service. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. So then what is the key to kind of engendering that kind of harmony between sales and marketing, which you seem to do in every organization you're a part of? I remember back when we worked together at the turn of the century, which sounds kind of strange, there was a great back and forth between sales and marketing. How do you build that trust and that kind of relationship that's reciprocal? How do you build that trust? Well, first off, I think you have to, you have, obviously have to follow through. If I promise something to my counterpart in marketing, I need to deliver that. In terms of other things, again, I'm a big believer in open and candid communication. And I think you have to be as open with the positive accolades and the constructive commentary. Right. So I think it's, it's that open and honest, so that, you know, the, the marketing person, and the salesperson alike know that if their counterpart gives them feedback, it's, it's going to be coming straight from the heart and it'll be open and honest. So do you have any advice for a new marketer or sales leader who's stepping into a role on either side of the coin for the first steps to take uh, to build a solid relationship with the other side? Sure. I think it starts with the interview when one or the other person is joining. 
approach the relationship as a partnership. I think if you go in with that expectation and with that orientation, it's sort of like smiling at somebody. If you smile, they'll smile. So if you go in expecting to be partners with this individual, then that'll come across. I would learn which challenges are present for their counterpart, and that applies both to the salesperson and the marketing person, so that you can have some empathy when things inevitably go wrong, because they always do at some point. And if you understand that person's challenges, at least you know what they're going through and can be empathetic. Like I said earlier, don't be afraid to try things and fail together, but be sure to communicate throughout that process. And I think as a subset of that, you know, always stay in touch on success and failure. You know, one of the things we do at Alpha is we have a weekly stand-up meeting. And then every couple of weeks, we'll have a more in-depth meeting. And I think that's important so that the communication flows and it's not just passing each other in the hall, which is also important. But you have some structured time to share the battle stories, which are important for both sides of the table. So openness and respect for each other seems to be a common theme there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's key. Well, Morris, thanks for being a guest here on Confessions of Marketing. This has been a great discussion. I'm sure the audience will really enjoy it. Thanks. Mark, thanks for having me again. I look forward to uh, hearing it. I really want to thank Morris for being part of Confessions of a Marketer. Next time, we're talking with Chuck Tanowitz, director of the N-Squared Innovation District. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Reed Edwards Global Inc., and this episode is copyright 2017. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You've never tried to eyeball six feet as often as you do now. You wear a mask, you wash your hands, and you've stayed within the walls of your apartment for more hours than you care to add up. But unless you live in a smoke-free building, you're not exactly home free. Secondhand smoke drifting through the cracks in walls or sink drains carries toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. And right now, lung health is key. Go to tobaccofreeca.com to learn how to stay safe.